All right, I want to invite you now to join me on a short journey in meditation. And I want to use this as an opportunity as well to introduce you to a few tools and techniques for how to meditate. The first thing you want to do is to really be mindful of your posture. Now, in traditional yoga-like meditation, you'd be sitting on the floor in a cross-legged position. And, you know, that might be for many of us in the modern world, somewhat of a uncomfortable or unnatural kind of position to be in. And might be impractical as well in certain contexts, like if you're trying to meditate, you know, um, in an office place with your door closed, you know, at your desk, etc. And so it's perfectly comfortable, perfectly appropriate, I would offer, in practicing meditation that you do that sitting on a chair, right? And so you don't have to feel obligated to sitting on the floor in a more traditional position. You can sit on a chair. Most important thing is to make sure that your, you know, your body is comfortable. And one thing you may want to check is that the height of the chair is just right so that your feet are naturally so parallel and flat on the ground. The three things you really want to pay attention to in your posture. First is that there should be no stress or tension in any part of your body. Sometimes it's as subtle as, you know, some tension in your calf or your thigh or maybe a thumb or a finger. And so be very mindful and thoughtful. Check in every part of your body and make sure you relax, release that energy. This is very crucial because wherever there is some of your energy, there is some of your consciousness. And in, in meditation, you're seeking to interiorize your consciousness. You're seeking to move it away from your senses, from your physical self. And therefore, if there's some tension or stress in any part of your physical self, it's less likely that you'll get there. The second thing you want to be very mindful about in your posture is your back. You want to be in an erect posture. In other words, to have a straight spine. The reason for that, well, I don't know if the science yet has caught up on this, but what the traditional wisdom in yoga, like for example, practice or meditation says, is that in your spine, there is sort of like a you know, flow of energy that is going on. And just like in a water pipe, if you are watering plants, for example, in a garden, if you bent that pipe, it would actually impede the flow of the water, wouldn't it? And in the same way, if you had a non-erect posture, if you were stooped, for example, in some ways, that would impede the flow of energy in your spine, which really doesn't allow you then to get to experience, in a sense, more interiorized and higher states of consciousness. So an erect posture, an erect spine, as an extension of that, make sure that your chin is parallel to the ground. And when you do that, then again, notice that there is almost like a straight line that you can draw from the base of your spine all the way up your spine to the back of your neck right there. It's as though all of that was in a straight, straight line. All right, so chin parallel to the ground. The third and final thing about your posture that you want to be really mindful about is that your eyes should be closed. Now, in yoga meditation, they actually up the ante even more. Not just they invite you to close your eyes, but they invite you to actually point your gaze with closed eyes to that place in between the eyebrows. It's sort of like the seat of concentration in you. You might have noticed from time to time that if you're really seeking to concentrate on something, you furrow your brows, you know, your forehead. In other words, you, you wrinkle your, 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 your forehead like that. There's, there's almost a natural instinct in us to want to seek to concentrate by sort of turning our gaze inward right there. And in yoga meditation, they teach you that there is a chakra, there is a center of energy you know, a confluence of, you know, neural nerve endings, which are right there in that part of the, you know, the brain. And um, therefore, it becomes actually a really crucial place to focus your gaze and to seek to 
pull in your energy and interiorize your consciousness. Again, this is not something I can explain through science. And also there are certain meditation teachers and practices out there. For example, I believe in some of the Buddhist paths, for example, where you may not be taught exactly the same kind of discipline of seeking to keep your gaze concentrated right there. All right, so that's something which I give it to you more as a practice that I've taken on. I can tell you personally for me, it's been tremendously helpful, tremendously valuable to train myself to keep my gaze there. It was actually not something that I was good at at all for a long time in my meditation practice. And initially, I was just kind of letting it be a casual component of the requirements that I was not, a not able to kind of keep up to strictly. But then at one point, I remember, it was either a year or two years into my meditation practice where I suddenly took it upon myself as my one key goal, not just for my meditation, but actually for that year. This was like the beginning of January, and I said, my mission, my resolution for this year is that I will learn to keep my case there. And I deeply, deeply, deeply invested in it and put a lot of effort in it, you know, prayed to the Almighty Lord for, you know, kind of, you know, help on that. And ultimately, after much persistence, was able to get there. So it may not be something that comes as easily or naturally to you. And initially, it might make you feel like you're, you know, you're getting a little bit fatigued, you know, in your eyes by keeping them there, etc. Uh, but over time, if you really practice it, I think you'll find that A, you get to do it, and B, it brings about some very unexpected and powerful rewards. I know in my own case, for example, I, what I found is sometimes I run experiments. You know, I'll sit still, I close my eyes, I will not turn my gaze there, and I'll seek to interiorize my consciousness, seek to acquire as much tranquility and peace, joy as I can, you know, and I get to some place of, you know, that kind of peacefulness. But then I turn my gaze upward. And when I do that, I find that it actually accelerates my attainment and also deepens my attainment of that state of interiorization, of that state of inner joy, inner tranquility, inner bliss. So to that end, I could offer certainly from my own personal example that there is in fact a certain power from at least the techniques and tools that I've learned to training your gaze to be focused here, the place between the eyebrows. The uh, yoga traditions tell us that um, you know, whereas modern Western psychology says that there are two states of consciousness, the subconscious and the conscious. But yoga will say, yes, you know, there's a subconscious and when you sleep, you get there and that's when the pupils of your eyes actually go below the surface, you know, below the horizontal. So if you close your eyes and your pupils go down, that's when you're likely to fall into a state of sleep. Whereas in your, you know, awake state, your conscious state, your eyes, your pupils are more level. But then what yoga teaches us is that there's actually a third state, not just the subconscious and the conscious, but the superconscious. And the superconscious is a state of, you know, that you are seeking to attain in interiorization, in meditation, and you will, you know, over time get there by one part taking your gaze and putting it up rather than horizontal or down. Does that make sense? So that's about your posture, my friends. And um, the ultimate discipline in your posture is to be utterly, completely still. When you're sitting in meditation, you want to make sure that you're not moving at all. You're not restless and shaking your legs. You're not scratching a part of your body, etc. Those urges will come. You know, that's the power of habit of the past. But seek as best as you can not to give in to those urges. All right? And um, again, it's something that you acquire and you cultivate over time. But your capacity to interiorize your consciousness gets dramatically compromised when you shake in some way, when you move in some way, when you scratch in some way, 
when you are even kind of doing small little movements, you will find that your ability to take your attention, really eliminate the senses and eliminate thoughts and take it deep within, get severely compromised. And so over time, you want to get to be able to practice complete stillness. All right. One last thing about your posture, not that critical, but where are you going to keep your arms, your hands? And on that front, you know, I'm going to give you two or three ideas. One is to keep them flat on your thighs. You can also keep them flat with palms up, you know, on the junction between your thighs and your hips. All right. So the next thing I want to do is teach you a couple of breathing exercises. These are not necessarily critical to meditation. These are certainly not part of the meditation act itself. And, um, you know, from time to time, you may skip these exercises and go right into meditation. But they can be very helpful, you know, as a preparation for meditation because they help you start getting somewhat sort of detached from the hustle and bustle of life. They start helping you, you know, pull yourself away, get a little bit centered, get a little bit grounded, and be ready and prepared, you know, psychologically, mentally, emotionally, physically, for the act of meditation. Right? So here's the first one. It's what I call 20-20-20. And what it invites you to do is to take a few deep breaths, a deep, slow inhalation to the count of 20, like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. And then you pause to the same count. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. And then you exhale slowly to the same count. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Make sure all the breath has been expunged from your lungs. All right? And then once you exhale, you don't pause, but you inhale again slowly, deeply to the same count. 1, 2, 3, 4, all the way to 20. And if 20 is hard for you to do, that's fine. You can take the count to whatever number you're comfortable. Maybe it's 12, maybe it's 10, maybe it's 15, and that's fine too. The key thing is to breathe slowly and deeply. Make sure that your lungs expand to fill up to their full capacity. Your diaphragm, which separates your lungs from your stomach, gets to be pushed down as a result of the lungs expanding, and your stomach will then protrude out. That's when you have taken the maximum capacity of air into your lungs. Does that make sense? So take a few slow, deep breaths, all right? 20, 20, 20, or whatever count you're comfortable with. Inhale slowly to that count, deeply, take as much air as you can into your lungs, then pause your breath there to the same count, and then exhale slowly to the same count until all the air has been taken out of your lungs. Then don't pause, but inhale again, all right? Let's do that 20, 20, 20 exercise three times.
now I want to do a second breathing exercise. And this is one which will allow you to relax and take out all tensions from all parts of your body. Alright? And so the way you do that is this time you inhale deep again, but fast, like and as you inhale, you tense all parts of your body, alright? And then don't pause, but exhale with a twice kind of you know, big exhalation, like and as you exhale, you relax all parts of your body, alright? So again, uh, fast, deep inhalation with tension, and then immediately a double exhalation with the relaxation of all parts of your body. Why don't you do that three times? So now I want you to just check your posture, make sure your back is erect, feet flat on the ground, chin parallel to the ground, eyes closed, if you like, you can keep your gaze focused on the place between the eyebrows, no tension or stress in any part of your body. And now with closed eyes, I want you to focus on your breath. Do not seek to control your breathing. Let it flow naturally, but just observe your breath. Pay attention to the inhaling and the exhaling that is happening naturally in your body. Imagine that you're a little bird, perched on your head, just quietly observing the natural inflow and outflow of your breath. If you like, you can associate your inhalation with a soothing, calm word, like peace. And then you can also associate your exhalation with another soothing and calm word, like joy or love. Do not repeat these words outwardly, loudly. Do not move your tongue or your lips when you speak these words. But mentally in your mind, you can chant these words as you observe the inhalation and the exhalation that is naturally flowing in your body. If at any point you find that your breathing just naturally pauses on its own, do not seek to deliberately inhale or exhale. Enjoy that little soothing feeling of tranquility and stillness that even for a fleeting moment you might experience in between the inhaling and the exhaling and the inhaling again. So when the breath pauses, just enjoy that pause. Don't seek to prolong it consciously. If the breath comes back, invite it back. Let it come back. Welcome it back. Just observe the flow, the inhale and the exhale. If you find at some moment that your attention is getting distracted by some sound in the room or some sensation in your body or some thought or feeling that suddenly gets triggered within you, never mind. Don't berate yourself for having your mind be distracted. Just gently nudge it back with strong intention though. Nudge it back are paying attention to your breath. And so each time it drifts away, just bring it back to your breath. In meditation, in beginning meditation, 
The biggest victory we can claim is our commitment to bringing our mind back to our focus of attention. And in your case at present, that focus is your breath. So for the next few minutes, I will be quiet and I will invite you into your inner space by focusing, not controlling your breath and enjoying the peace and solitude that increasingly you might feel from this practice of sin.
Now I invite you to bring your attention back to the environment that you're in, to the sound of my voice. And when you feel comfortable, you can open your eyes.